Good morning, church. First of all, I want to thank the Lord for this opportunity to share his word with you. I know we are all on a journey with him, and he's doing different things in our hearts, individually, and uh, as a congregation, as a people. I thank him for the opportunity, and I thank the leadership here for the trust and uh, the love that they've shown me since I've been in this church eight years now. Thank you, Pastor Steve, for your trust in me. Amen, amen. This morning, uh, the Lord has been putting a simple word in my heart for his people. And uh, I want to pray before I yield myself to him so that he can speak through me to his people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we honor you. We bless your holy name for have brought us in your house. I am glad when they say, let us go in the house of the Lord. Father, I thank you for this moment I committed into your hands. Holy Spirit, take over. Use this vessel and speak to your people. Speak to the heart of your people. And may we all come out transformed. May we all come out refreshed. May we all come out restored to your presence, to your love, to your glory, to your power in the name of Jesus. Amen. The title of my message this morning is Love the Lord Your God. And uh, my main verse or my main passage is Mark 12, verse 29 through 34. And right now, my main point is uh, in verse 29 through 30. I'm going to read it. It says, the first of all, the first commandment of all is, Hear, O Israel, the law, our God, the law is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. It's the greatest commandment. And the second one is like it. Is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And there is no other commandment greater than this. And we see that uh, the first commandment is to love the Lord, our God. It's first things first. As children of God, as the people of God, we put him first. And we go to him first. And during this day come, we, we showed the children, we taught them that God's love is in them. If you are here and you are you have confessed Christ as Lord, and you have believed in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You are saved. You are saved. You are born into the kingdom. And as he saves you, he pours out his spirit in your heart. And scripture said, the spirit of God within us has shed his love abroad in our heart. The church has the love of God. 
in her. Amen? Do we all know that? That the love of God is within us as believers. The love with which the Father himself has loved the world and has loved his people with, he has given it to us. It's in us. And we just need to know that that love is in us and use it, tap into it, and then flow with it. Amen? So my message is mainly about the God's love in our hearts. Romans 5, 5 said he has poured it out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Amen? And during day camp this week, we saw that God's love is in action. Amen? If it's not in action, it's not God's love. When we put it in action, it becomes love. We just don't say we love and without acting it out without adding our actions with it. So we also saw that the church loves and cares people. And we taught the children that they need to care for their siblings. They need to care for one another. And we dive into the fact that love shares. And we also saw that love gives. And we told them to move out of mine view. Mine, mine, everything is mine. Move out of my will and move into God, give town. Amen? When we live in give town, we can express our love to one another. <laughs> and it was very interesting. <laughs> the next day I asked, what did you learn today, last, yesterday? And one of the kids said, I moved out of my will into give town. And I say, it's good enough for me. If it's all you can keep, it's good enough for me. Amen? And we saw that prayer strengthens the church to walk in God's love. So if you are here, you are a believer, and the love of God is in you, and you don't have that life of prayer, it will be, the love will be in you, but it will be stagnant. It will not be active. Amen? So when you come to the place of prayer, that's where the Holy Spirit stirs it up. Hallelujah. So you're just bubbling up. Of that love and flowing. We know that uh, God himself is love. Amen? And we know that he created us out of that love. You know, the, God's, the, the, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit has this love going on between them. Amen? So out of the overflow of that love, they said, let us make man. In our image and in our likeness. And let them have dominion. Amen? So they created us out of that love. And later, Adam judged to be independent of that gods of love. And what happened? He fell. He fell from that love, that glorious love. But God... Because of his heart of love, he said, I will deliver you. I will send a deliverer to you. I will not leave you in your state of uh, the fallen state. I will send a savior to you. And Lera, he, he, keep, he kept proclaiming his love to Adam and Eve. And Lera, we saw that he proclaimed that love to Noah. Hallelujah. 
He proclaimed his love and his covenant to him in his generation. And from there, for time's sake, we're just going to go quick, quick, quick. I'm going to Abraham. He chose Abraham. And he declared his love and his covenant to him. He said, in you, I will bless all the families of the earth. Amen? And then later, he found Moses in his generation. And he used him. He said, I will send you to Egypt. Go and deliver my people. I have heard their cries. And Moses responded to the voice of the Lord. And he went and by God's grace, he delivered his people. And God has found a people for himself called Israel. Amen? And later, he, he told Moses, tell the people to sanctify themselves and come to me at the Mount Sinai. And they... The people obeyed and they went. But when they went, when God spoke, they were afraid. With the thundering and with the lightning and with the trumpets, and, and they saw the smoke, they trembled. And they said, Moses, go and talk to him. We don't want to. We don't want to have anything to do with him. Go and hear him and come and tell us. But this is not the heart of the Father. He wants to have fellowship with his people. Amen? So he told Moses, tell the people to build me a tabernacle so that I can dwell among my people. This is the heart of the Father. And later, he found David, a man after his own heart. And he declared his love and his covenant to him. He told him, I have loved you. It's an everlasting love. So what am I telling you this morning? That the God of love, that created us out of love, is seeking our fellowship. Amen? He told the people of Israel, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you unto myself. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not shake, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. He said, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. He will not forget his covenant. He will not forget his love. And one day, John the Baptist showed up. He said, I am the voice who cried in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Hallelujah. And another time, he saw Jesus passing by. And he said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So for me, Christianity is a love story. Between God, the creator... And his creation, man, is a love story. 
Do you see that? It's a love story. When we were yet sinners, God demonstrates his own love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He sent his son to come and reconcile us to himself. So that we can live that life of fellowship and communion. And intimacy with him. That's the heart of the father to his church today. Calling you unto himself. Say, make time for me, my people. Make time for me. And I will pour myself out in you. And I will send you out to be my ambassadors. To be my representative. Amen? Are we ready to respond to the love of the father this morning? That love that kept coming. Keep coming to us. In the morning, it's coming to you. At noon, it's coming. At night, it's coming. Say, so you are not alone. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen? Amen? Behold, I am with you until the end of the age. He is an eternal God that is with his people. He will not leave us. So my question for you this morning are you ready to respond to his love? Are you ready to respond to that love? Are you ready to make time for him? Because it's all about time. Amen? Some of us can give him 15 minutes a day. We come, yes. We, we usually, we all come to him. We say, Lord, oh, bless me. Give me this. Forgive me. Deliver me, help my church, and we say amen, and we leave. Then we lost. When we leave at that note, we lost. Why? We didn't take time to wait. Because waiting is our response to his love. So in the wedding, we're telling him, Father, we know that prayer is two-way conversation. Now that I have spoken and I am I'm, I'm burdened myself, I put my, all my burdens upon you. Now what do you have? What do you have for me? Then we quiet ourselves. And we wait. The power of God is in the waiting. Amen? Can you turn to someone and say, the power of God is in the waiting. The glory of God is in the wedding. So if you decide today to give him 15 minutes, after you unburden yourself, you just give him 15 minutes to wait. Maybe for you it's an hour. After I pray, I give him one hour. Just sit there. Somebody say, what should, what should I be doing? Just sit. Play music. Uh, a worship song in the background or take your Bible and read silently just wait something happens in the wedding you know what the enemy will start screaming at you oh you are wasting your time oh you are wasting your time but he is a liar amen he knows he's losing you when you wait he knows God is taking over to transform you, 
to change you. In that quietness, there is power, there is strength, there is an anointing and an unction that comes to you. In the wedding, you, you lock eyes with him. Hallelujah. And the scripture said, as we behold him, we are being transformed from glory to glory. Amen? The purpose of God in this hour is for us to look like Jesus. So in the wedding, he's transforming us. So what do I do? I take a notepad with me. When the enemy comes to me to say, oh, you are wasting your time to distract me from my focus. I take a notepad and I just write. If he says something, sometimes he will remind you of something you needed to do two years ago and you forgot. <laughs> and who come, he tell you, oh, you didn't do this so that you can lose focus. I just write it down quietly. I say, thank you for reminding me of this. And I go back to my wedding time with the Lord. That time of fellowship. Because it's all about koinonia. When we yield, when we humble ourselves and we wait on him, he will pour himself into us. Hallelujah. And we come out transformed. We come out satisfied. We come out, we feel fulfilled. Because as we are there, locking eyes with him, setting our heart on him, setting our mind on him, we are, we are telling him we love him. And uh, he is the only one that matters to us. Amen? And as we do, the Holy Spirit does the work. Can you please bring me that card? The Holy Spirit does the work. We will start Testing and seeing that the law is good. Amen. Slowly, we, 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 we just want to know him. We start seeking him. Lord Jesus, I want to know you. Amen. You start, you start longing for him in that secret place. The secret place is where you are one-on-one -on -one with him. If you go to Matthew 6, 6 you will read it there. Amen. You start panting for him. You start wanting to be with him more and more. And your soul starts longing for him. You are not looking for things anymore. But you are longing for your creator. Amen? And I'm talking this morning to those who are ready for the secret place. We also call it a place of prayer. We also call it a place of devotion to the Lord. And the Christian has to live from that place. If you are not living from that place, you will be empty. The enemy will come to you and blow you away with any wind of adversity, with every lie. We know that he is the father of lies. He will try to stop you from walking with the Lord. What do you do? You refuse. You refuse when he comes to you during your time that uh, you want to stay with your Lord. To distract you. You say no. This is when I nurture my love for him. It's in the secret place. How can we love him with our heart, with our soul, with our mind, with our strength, I mean with our whole being. If the Holy Spirit is not helping us. How can we? We cannot. So we need the helper. 
We need the comforter to come in and comfort us. The people we are loving, they are broken. They can, they can hurt us. And we are carrying that wound. But when we come to the secret place, the Lord comes in with his presence. And he just flushes us out. He just heals us. So in the wedding, something happens. And I would like for the kids' sake to demonstrate this to our kids to see. Amen? Amen. We have four vessels here, four individuals. And the first one is full of doubts, unbelief, and fear, anxiety, worries, jealousy, envy. Because the enemy is always attacking us with things. So that he can stop us from moving forward with the Lord. Amen. Amen? But uh, when we come, scripture said, those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Our walk with the Lord is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Amen? It's a steady walk with him. So, what do we do when we come? The Lord comes in and releases his presence by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 And pour into us and flush that thing out of us. Amen. Amen. So that we can overflow with his presence. We can overflow with his love toward him and toward one another. Amen. 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 This one it's full of guilt, excuse me, condemnation, shame, greed, loss, immorality, pride, offense, rebellion. Okay, you come steadily and diligently to his presence. And slowly, day in and day out, he's pouring himself into you. Releasing that river from within. Hallelujah. And flushing this thing out of you. So that you can know who you are. As a child of God. As a son and a daughter. Hallelujah. And go in your maturity. And go in the vision that the father has given you in the secret place. And know who you are. Hallelujah. And demonstrate him to the world. Amen, amen. And this is uh, the third Vessel is full of unforgiveness, resentment, anger, bitterness, lies, strife. What do we do? <laughs> we go to him day in and in and we wait. The power is in the waiting. Amen? Amen. While you are not doing anything, when you cease from all your efforts, yes. then he comes in and do his own thing. As you're waiting... You think nothing is happening, but this is what is happening. Flushing that thing out of you, pouring the love of God, stirring it up, quickening it on you. So by the end of the day, you are bubbling up <laughs> with his presence, with his power, with confidence. Hallelujah. And my water is finished. <laughs> okay, this one is full of faith, it's full of the word and power, but uh, it is half full. So when we go, and uh, I'm out of water here. So, yes, the same process goes on and on. Hallelujah. 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 Amen, amen. 
Hallelujah. And we come out strong with the strength of the Lord. We come out comforted. We come out and we, we, we start crying out with our whole heart. Oh Lord, I love you. Because he enabled us to love him. He kind of uh, free us. He brought freedom to us. Freedom to love him. And to love one another. Amen. To stand in the gap for one another. As a body, he has an assignment on us. And we come as individuals and as families in, in the congregation. You know, the church is full of people from different families. And we come and we become one, the body of Christ. And we all have our role to play, our assignment in the body. We are the body. And that can be the eyes of the body. Or you can be the arms. Or you can be, he himself is the head, right? So, when we commit to that place of fellowship and communion with him and intimacy, we know who we are. We know our place in the body. And we all come full of the word, full of faith, full of confidence in the Lord. And we play our role individually and as a family and as a congregation. We rise up as one man. We will not let the enemy come between us. Amen? We will know that the enemy is a liar. And he come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his assignment. But the Lord has poured out his love, his life. Amen? His glory unto us. So my purpose this morning is to bring you to that place. To bring an, an awareness to you that the Father has gone before you in a secret place. And he's waiting for you to go and meet him and have communion with him. Amen? Yeah. It's not enough to just come to church in this, on Sunday. It's good to come. He said, don't forsake your assembly. Yes. But Monday through Saturday, you can meet him. You know, he's there 24-7. Amen? He is there. He's more available to us now than when he walked the earth. Amen? When he walked the earth, he could be at one place at one time because he was kind of limited. But now he's not limited. He is available. Let's go to him and find pasture. Let's go to him and find strength to do the assignment that he has put on our life. So that when we get to Zion, he will say, what did you do in time? I will say, I fulfill my assignment. And he will bring out the, the, the book. And I will be, I will be there. <laughs> I will be there. I say, Lord, check it out. <laughs> and he will say, good and faithful servant. Well done. Go in the joy of your Lord. Amen. That's my message for you this morning. And love is in the, happens in the, face of, in the place of fellowship. Amen? And he enables us to love him. That's the message I brought you today. My time is over. I just, I'll let go. But uh, let's continue this conversation so that together we can grow. Together we can get there. Hallelujah.
together we can rise up like one man with the glory of the Father flowing out of us, with the love of the Father flowing out of us to our community. Hallelujah! Demonstrating the person and the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Amen, amen. God bless you. Pray. Okay. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your holy name. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the, the, this message that you have brought to us. To just yield to you. Holy Spirit, I, I pray that you quicken this word in the heart of your people. That we may come to you and know that you are our all in all. You are all that we need. Hallelujah. So that we can find you and, and exchange this love. This love with you. And learn how to love you. And learn how to love one another. And learn how to live in harmony with each other. So that your church can arise in the power and the glory. Demonstrating your son. Hallelujah. Your resurrected son. To this world, to this broken world that is so much in need of your love that we host as a church. Thank you, Lord. We honor you and bless you in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen.